Welcome to Take Your DM Shot with Tristan Ham, Jonathan Crest, and Steve Sherfan. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring the mechanics of RPGs and then running a couple of one-shots just to figure out how the hell do you play this game. Welcome to Take Your DM Shot. Welcome back to Take Your DM Shot. It's Jonathan Crest. I'm here with Steve Sherfan and Tristan Ham. Hello. Uh, today we're going to be running through the gameplay of Fallout, the RPG. Uh, today I'll be quickly running through the character creation, and then we'll be jumping right into the gameplay so we can get a feel for what it's like to actually play the game and not just like a throw buck. Oh, I'm stoked for this. Like we did the intro last uh, last time, and mm. yeah, I've been stoked to play this game. Like it, it looks so much fun. It looks like there's heaps heaps to really get stuck into it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the rule book's always very pretty, but uh, yeah, let's get down to dice, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So um, I'll jump right into the character sheets. Uh, when you first start the game, the first thing you're going to do is choose what you want to be. So there's a, a myriad of, of choices that you have from the Fallout universe. You could be a vault dweller, you could be um, Mr. Handy, you could be a traitor or a raider, or you could be a super mutant or a ghoul. <laughs> Uh, so once you choose these guys, it'll give you kind of benefits uh, mm -hmm. for each one, sometimes negatives. It'll determine what kind of starting equipment you have. And it'll give you little buffs here and there. So for instance, uh, today we're going to be using some characters. They'll be immune to radiation damage, or in the case of the ghoul, it's actually healed by radiation mm -hmm. damage. Uh, makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you, you start off, it'll give you some bonuses, it'll jump your rate into uh, choosing your special mm -hmm. uh, actions, which is kind of your base stats. Uh, you'll start off with five in all of them. From there, you can, you know, take one away, add one somewhere you want, uh, with, you know, suggest no, not going any lower than four. Mm -hmm. Then you get an additional five points to stick wherever you want in here. And these these basic um, scores will be used mostly in all of your roles that you do. Mm. Yeah. That's, um, I like that simplicity. Yeah, yeah, know. it makes it really nice. It, it, it lets you know what your goal is before you even have to roll every single time. Yeah. So yeah. you know if you're really good at something or if you're really bad at something. Right, nice. Uh, and yeah, each each uh, player may have certain benefits. Like for instance, the, the super mutant gets an additional um, strength to his stats when he starts off. Yeah. Above and beyond that additional five that you get to choose. Mm. Um, from there, it goes into your skills. So when you're starting off, uh, your intelligence score plus nine is equal to the amount of points you have, and you can distribute those through your skill ranks however you want. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose three tagged skills, mm -hmm. and those give you an additional two points to that. But it also makes it so your critical range when rolling for those specific you know, tasks is increased. So normally if you roll a one, it's a critical success. Uh, in case of a tag skill, whatever your rank is, if you match that or are lower, it's a critical success. Right. So, for instance, if you have like energy weapons and you have an 8 in energy weapons, if you roll a 7, that's a critical success. So it makes it a lot more likely in those skills that you're really good at. Nice. So it's, uh, yeah, when you're choosing skills and things to do, it's easy to keep those in mind and thinking, okay, I have a really good chance of kicking butt in this. Because if you roll a critical success, it counts as two successes. Right. Okay. Um, which is good. Uh, the other thing that you're looking at here, uh, you have a thing called luck points, mm -hmm. and that's just equal to your luck score. Uh, as we go through the game, you'll see how those luck points are used. Um, basically, it's just to help you out as you go through. <laughs> uh, they do not come back until the next like kind of 
mission that you go on. Right. Uh, you also have your melee damage, which is based just off of your strength. So I think if you have like a, a 10 plus, you get a plus two to your melee damage. Okay. If it's like a nine or lower, it's a one. Same with defense. Your defense is um, based off of your agility. And that base, and what that means is if, if it's, a, most people have a defense of one. Mm-hmm. And so when the DM is trying to attack you, sorry, one second. Hello? And we're on. Okay. Okay. So the next thing that we're looking at here is defense. Uh, it's determined by your agility. What it basically does is it tells the uh, the D- GM when he's rolling to attack you how many successes he mm. needs in order to successfully hit you. Mm. So when I'm rolling, it's just like you guys. I'll roll my stats. It'll have that on my whatever my NPC sheets are, and if, if I get you know X amount of uh, successes, that'll tell me. You know it, exactly how many times I need to, to hit you. <laughs> right. Uh, going on from there, we have initiative. So that's based off a um, couple different stats there. It'll add up to, I believe it is, oh boy, it's agility and perception, I think. Okay. Yeah, agility and perception. Okay. With, with melee damage, is that uh, unarmed as well? Yes. So that's wow. like swinging your sword, swinging your axe, or just punching the dude. Awesome. Or a big... Okay. Piece of plywood with a oh, yeah. nail in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a board with a nail in it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah moving off of there, uh, you have poison resistance. Uh, so some some characters are immune to it, mm-hmm. some aren't. Uh, below that, you have kind of the picture of the, the classic Vault Boy uh, or a Mr. Gutsy if you're a robot or, or Mr. Hansy if you're a robot. <laughs> and it'll have a number of different spots on it. Um, it'll have like the head, the arms, the torso, the legs, mm-hmm. and on there it'll have a bunch of little, it'll have four different options. It'll have physical damage reduction, energy, radiation, and then HP. Right. So physical energy and radiation reduction, that's based off what armor you're wearing. It'll tell you, you know, when you take damage, reduce it by, you know, this many. And then the HP is for when you're wearing power armor. Uh, so each piece of power armor will have its own hit points, and it'll yeah. break once you bring those down to zero. Okay. Just like in the game, Very it takes much, yeah. much damage and it breaks, and you just stand there with like a naked <laughs> exoskeleton. <laughs> um, it does still have it on the robot. Yeah, uh, I'm. I haven't really gotten into the point where I'm not sure how a Mister Handy would wear power armor. Uh, maybe it's like um, kind of added. Um, Maybe even an unnecessary aesthetic that is kind of armor esque, and oh. so when it when the armor is removed, it goes down to its bare kind of joints. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah, like nuts and bolts kind of fly off of it until <laughs> it's just the the pulley system. That's what, that's what you're saying is Mr. Gutsies and Mr. Handies are always in power armor. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty exoskeleton. much. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But they can they can put on a different chassis. Sure. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Excellent. And then we also have like your your maximum HP and your current HP. So. Yeah. Um, and this system is poison separate from radiation damage? Yes. So okay. it is it is wow. uh, done separately. So some weapons will have like a poison tag. Okay. Yeah. And it'll tell it basically you take X amount of damage per round when you're poisoned. Okay. Cause um, I just I brought that up because uh, there's an actual box in your um, in your uh, body part section that just says poison uh, damage and. Yeah, which yeah, is, for that one. I think it's going under the assumption that even if you're wearing armor, if you're poisoned, oh, armor's okay. not really going to help you. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. With the radiation, since we probably won't see it in this gameplay, since yes. I strategically chose your characters, <laughs> uh, the way that uh, radiation damage works is it will lower your maximum HP. 
Ah, so even if you have like, let's say you're at five out of 10 HP, you take one radiation damage, you're still gonna be five, but out of nine HP now. I got gotcha. you. And you can't heal back over that until you, you know, take some chems or get some treated by a doctor or something like that. Some sort of treatment. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so cool. it adds an, an extra layer of um, kind of something to keep aware of. And there's a lot of environmental things and food that will give you radiation damage as mm -hmm. well. So right. you're always kind of balancing that. Do I eat food to heal myself, but also lower my maximum HP at the same time because I'm taking radiation damage? Right. So it's always kind of a little trade-off, which makes survival, I think, a bit more interesting in this game, yeah. too. Right. Well, yeah, if you want it, are there actual, is there actually a survival rule set? Yeah, so there are actual mechanics behind survival. Cool. Uh, I'm going to forego them this time. Fair one, enough. because yeah. I, I don't think, you know, one or two games probably isn't a lot to really survive long yeah. out in the wilderness. <laughs> and we're just trying to keep it short and simple for this one. Sure, yeah. sure. Cool. Um, below that, you have your basic weapon stack, so it gives you a... a bunch of empty boxes you can fill them with whatever weapons you have it'll have the name it'll tell you you know kind of what skill that that weapon is based off of so when you're rolling you will add that skill plus the associated special tag or special um stat that you have mm -hmm. uh, after that it'll have a, a tn which is kind of like your target number mm -hmm. so it's just kind of adding those up so that way when you roll you can say okay i gotta roll a seven or lower to hit to have a success I see. Okay. okay. Uh, after that, it'll be a tag. So again, it'll basically, you know, are you using a tagged um, skill? If you are, if you roll below that tag number, it's a, cr a critical success. Yeah. Just to kind of keep you reminding you that, no, it's easier for me to get a critical rolling this weapon. Right. Yeah. After that, it'll have damage column. Uh, and that what that does is it tells you how many D6s you're going to roll. Right. And then there's a whole... Um, conversion if you don't have like the special uh, fallout dice uh one side of the dice has like one explosion then that one's two explosion then two blanks then two vault boy faces ah okay uh so that that tells you how many of those you're going to be rolling every time you hit right okay uh, moving on they'll give you the effect so some weapons will have different effects like vicious gives you an extra damage piercing mm -hmm. lets you ignore like a point of armor um spread lets uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of different things there's a whole list of different qualities that weapons can have. And mm. that's where kind of the crafting system really comes in is you can modify your weapon to have these cool different tags to synergize differently with different people or different armors or, or targets that you're going after. Yeah. Like I've got inaccurate yeah. my pistol. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's like just slightly off or maybe it's just, it's got recoil or it sprays. Like it's neat because you can kind of RP what that inaccuracy might yeah. be. And that gives you like when you, when you have a critical failure yeah. in, in this one, uh, it's not like you, you shot yourself in the foot. It's you get to add a complication. Oh, as the GM, which is interesting too. So it gives oh, you a bit more uh, flavor for that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stroking my beard here because I too have an inaccurate tag on my weapon. <laughs> interesting. Mm. It's like okay. someone chose that. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna shoot who? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. For instance, like the inaccurate. What it does is one of your minor actions you have is you can take aim. Yeah. And. So when you're when you're when you're taking aim, it just it makes things uh, easier. You, you can re-roll one of your d20s on your first attack. Mm -hmm. So with inaccurate, you can't you can't be accurate and inaccurate at the same time. So basically, just if you're using that weapon, you can't take the aim action. Oh, right. okay, okay, nice. Yeah, uh, then after following that, it's just kind of you know what type of uh, damage is it? Is it energy, physical? Um, what range it has? So like you know, is it is it close? Is it medium? Is it far? Uh, if you're shooting outside of that range, it, it makes it one more difficulty to hit. Ah, so if I'm using a pistol and I want to shoot at, 
which is a close range, and yes. I want to shoot at like far range. That's mm. two outside, so it's going to be two more successes you need in order to hit oh, someone. Oh, okay, nice. Um, then it has the quality, which is kind of more of a flavor of the of the weapon. So, for instance, like a a laser pistol would have like a close quarters, so yeah. it's really easy. So if you're in, if they're attacking you like like hand to hand, you can still shoot them with this weapon, and there's nice. no real disadvantage to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then just the ammo. Uh, you really want to keep track of ammo in this game because again, it's more based on the survival. Mm. So at you ammo might be a scarcity that yeah. you're going across. If you're out in the wastelands, there's not a lot of you know ammo vendors or ammunition boxes laying out in the sand. Mm. So you want to be careful with how you use your shots. And then after that, just the weight, and that also plays into kind of survival. People have a, a certain limit of weight, just like a lot of the RPG games do. Uh, in this one, I think it's. If you're if you're really playing more of the survival, I think it's good to keep those weights in there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it really limits, you know, how much food, how much water can you carry, you know, yeah. is it really worth do I want to get rid of this water ball so I can carry like fifty extra rounds of ammunition with me? So I think it yeah, it plays really good into that survival. I think that's one that's of the cool. things that's this system really focuses on is that survival and yeah. customization aspect. I like that. Both of which things we're not going to see in this (laughs) Guns a-blazing. Yeah. (laughs) Inaccuracy everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So I think with that, um, I'll just jump right into it. We'll get the game rolling. Uh, We'll let people see what it's like to play the game, or at least the very core, basic rules of the game. Um, Perfect. Yeah, to get and, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I mean, my memory's not fantastic, so we'll do a lot of explaining as we go, yes. I hope, because oh, yeah. I will always ask questions. <laughs> how, does, how does tag work again? Yeah, yeah. That's and that's pretty fit. I think as, as we go through, the first time we see something for the first time, yeah. I'll, I'll quickly run through it. Like, this is how you do, this is what the result is, this is yeah. why. Sure. And then after that, if you have questions, yeah, feel free, bring them up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just assume that you guys have perfect memory and you know exactly <laughs> what I said before. That's a bad assumption. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Excellent. So, the world of Fallout. Uh, it takes place in the uh, distant future. Uh, post-apocalypse, there's been a massive nuclear war, left the world in shambles. It's mm. mostly U.S.-centric. Mm. So, the, a lot of the games focus on the U.S. In fact, in this universe, the U.S. has actually annexed Canada. So, Canada oh. is part of the U.S. <laughs> Um, oh. Yeah, and this one, you you are both part of a group called the Other Three. Uh, the group consists of the of a pre-war Mister Gutsy called All Three Eyes, nice. who acts as the kind of de facto leader. Uh, <laughs> it also has Mouse, the super mutant. That would be me. And then it also has Grizzly Pete, uh, the ghoul. <laughs> That's right, <I'm> Grizzly Pete. <laughs> So you, you three have been wandering the wastelands together for years now. Um, all three of you have exceptionally long life spans. Mm. So three, four years together is not much for you. Mm. But you've come become familiar with each other and, and, and have a respect for each other and the, the, the things you can accomplish, mm-hmm. your strengths and weaknesses. Right. Uh, if you've wandered for years, you've taken odd jobs, and you've built up a reputation for being able to handle yourself. Being able to take on raiders, um, kind of this not to be trifled with. You're a bit of an eclectic group. No yeah. kidding. I was There's... gonna say, how did we get jobs at all? Yeah, <laughs> it's more out of a grudging respect for what you guys can do. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in, in this world, uh, just like regular Fallout, ghouls. There's so much discrimination against ghouls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly because they're very similar to the feral ghoul, mm. which is just a mindless animal that attacks you. Um, a lot of people just 
will shoot first and ask questions later when they see a ghoul. Mm. Um, super mutants, likewise, are typically not very friendly. I was going to say, probably as soon as I get close to town, someone just shoots at me. Yeah, so it's it's usually pretty... <laughs> Hard to get work. Yeah, it's a little yeah, alarming exactly. when you guys come to town. And usually what happens is um, your de facto leader, all three mm. eyes, will approach first. Being yeah. a Mr. Gutsy's uh, recognizable face, everyone knows what they are. Yeah. If he's not coming at you full speed, it's usually pretty okay to assume that he's not going to try and kill you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but as you've gone through the wastelands, people have, start, have started to recognize you as you go. They, they know the name the other three. Mm. Um, so you're not usually just immediately shot at on sight. Okay, yeah, good. If they see the three of you wandering together, because again, you guys are a bit of an odd group mm. to see in the wasteland. Right. So yes. it's You've, you've, you've grown this name for yourselves. People know you. And you've wandered for years just taking these odd jobs, surviving, until you came across the small settlement of Tarberry Fields. It's a little town just east of Boston. Okay. Um, okay. Which is, for those of you who play the games, this is where Fallout 4 has taken place. Yes, okay. Um, and it's about the year uh, 2288, which is about one year after the events of Fallout 4. Okay. So that's kind of a little bit of a backstory of what's going on in the region. So there's um, there's uh, groups like from Boston themselves. There's yeah. a big settlement there that everyone knows about. Lots of trade. Diamond City. Diamond City, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have like the Institute, which is also kind of well known. It's still active. Like, it's still active in this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually going off the assumption that the player in Fallout 4 became the leader of the Institute. Oh, I see. You play a dark, yeah. dark, <laughs> dark path, dude. Yeah. Right. Nice. Okay. Real dystopian. Yeah, okay. okay. Awesome. Un- under your under you guys' protection, as mm-hmm. you, you set, set down roots in Tarberry Fields, yeah. under your protection, a small, maybe three-shack kind of little settlement has grown into a thriving community. Right. There's right. massive trade that goes through from Boston. Basically, anyone traveling east, out out of or into Boston will stop at Tarberry Fields. Okay. It's the perfect distance to take a rest before moving on for the day to make that last little push. And it's a great place to stock up on food, mm. which you, for the town's namesake is Tarberries. So you're very well known for your Tarberry uh, fruits nice. and Tarberry juices and jams and all the other gotcha. kind of little touristy nicky knacks that would come with Tarberries. Say, it's been a while since I played Fallout 4, but that is ringing a bell. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, how do people generally travel? In, in Fallout. So usually what happens is there, there will be the odd lone wanderer. Okay. Uh, but in the Fallout world, it is very dangerous to travel alone mm. outside. So what usually happens is people will come through in caravans. Right. And they have it though. Yeah, they, they have, have it. Oh, so yeah. no vehicles. No, no oh, yeah, okay. no vehicles. Okay. Usually they'll have a um, pack animals with ah, them. Okay, yeah. They might have like the odd carts or something like that. Nothing okay. motorized that's gotcha. transferring by itself. So they'll have like Brahmin, which is like a two headed cow. Yeah. Which is like yeah. kind of the, the general labor animal of this world. Okay. So they'll have those packed up with equipment and, and goods. trading goods. Food. And you might have carts attached to those too. Um, so that's what you see in this town coming through is caravans. Okay. You almost never see lone wanderers coming out this way. Um, there is a bit more radiation out towards the east. Okay. So another reason why you see lots of caravans is usually people need quite a bit of supplies to make it through these radiated areas. You need okay. extra chems to keep the radiation down, extra um, clothing to help keep the radiation off them. Okay. So okay. your town is very well known uh, as Tarberry Fields. You have caravans coming through every every you know every week at least. 
Okay. So quite a few. Um, you know, the, it's not the same caravan. Usually you'll have like one person, like one caravan come through like a couple times a year. Yeah. So you, you do get to know the caravan owners and, and the people running these caravans. It's the same people. It's not a uh, easy life to be a caravan, <laughs> a person working on a caravan, whether the merchant or the guards. Yeah. It's quite dangerous. So um, it takes a certain kind of person. Ah. And so um, we've got some notoriety in Tarberry. Yes. So uh, we wouldn't, people, people would recognize us rather than immediately assume we're dangerous. Yeah. So in Tarberry, you okay. guys are known. Basically, you guys have been there since roughly the beginning of the town. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so everyone okay. in town knows you. Um, even if they do have prejudice towards like ghouls or super mutants, they at least give you a grudging respect. So do we have like a little shack on the outskirts? Kind yeah, of you got like a little, you guys have been made the... Um, kind of impromptu or unofficial um, sheriffs of the town. Okay. okay. So when something goes wrong, you know, there's bandits are coming, yeah. you know, mole rats like have set up a nest nearby. Okay. They come to you to, to get it figured out. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, which brings us to today. You guys are having a, you know, general kind of slow day, the three of you doing your normal patrols. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hear that there's been a, uh, a new caravan coming to town, with a merchant who's been spreading some kind of, you know, unsettling rumors. Wow. And you can tell with the general vibe of the town that people are starting to get a little upset. Ah. They're getting a little worried. Some are getting a little frustrated that this guy's coming here talking this nonsense. And, um, yeah, so uh, all three eyes, which I'll take the, the lead up for this one since there's no one else to. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, he makes the decision like, you know what? We need to go get this figured out. These people are coming in here causing trouble. We don't need that kind of shit going on in here. This is our town. We say what goes. All right, Triash, I agree with you. And I grab some pamphlets. Pamphlets for the Glyphsum, which is the Ghoul Liberation Front for Super Mutants. (laughs) For Super Mutants. Yes, so the the ghouls are actually trying to do a paper campaign to really remend the reputations of ghouls and super mutants. So I am the representative in Tarberry for the Glyphsum. Uh, hopefully bringing more knowledge and less prejudice, prejudice against uh, ghouls and supermans. Okay. How is that received in town? Uh, you know what? There's only three members at the moment, and that is, well, Mouse, yep. Old Three Eyes, and myself. Um, <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. You know, I've run a, a number of kind of town meetings. Yep. Uh, every time the town is having, like, a, you know, a, a community discussion, uh, I, I always do my say. I put up my hand and... You know, talk about the benefits of having ghouls and super mutants a lot more, um, you know, prevalent in the city itself. But uh, no big uptake so far. People are are hesitant Hmm. to really embrace the Glyphsum. Fair enough. I think that kind of makes sense with kind of the world that you live in right now. Where super mutants are usually, they'll just attack you. And ghouls are kind of hard to distinguish between their feral cousins. So that's, that's our word. (laughs) <laughs> ghouls. <laughs> ghouls super moons and feral cousins so okay. just about, i'll just ask you to, to just just be aware be is the zombie better well you can say zombie oh yeah and i can say zombie <laughs> but uh, i feel like that's kind of like a almost like a slur towards yeah ghouls is calling them zombies <laughs> a zombies yeah or 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 the zbs the zbs yeah which doesn't it's it's a it's a worst version of a shortened down zombie <laughs> same amount of syllables so anyway <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm just mindful. I'm mindful because I want to dispel a lot of these rumors. 
kick. No, that sounds good. So I grab pamphlets and I'm like, let's go check it out. No, Mouse, um, the reason he's called Mouse, not because he's, not just because of his size, but mm. I don't know, something happened when he uh, took the, the FEV and his voice didn't quite get to the depth of the uh, rest of the super mutants. So I didn't want to yell at you guys with yeah. you know a lower voice. I want to just yell at you with my normal voice. So yeah. I'm I'm mouse. I'm a, I'm a big super mutant that uh, seems to have like a Doctor Virgil build. Like I've got a nine in my intelligence here. So oh yeah, I always got you know um, three eyes and uh, Pete to you know flip through the pages uh, of books for me so I could actually read them and. Um, yeah, and since I just use my clumsy hands as an excuse to let you deal with the pamphlets, then... Uh, and I'm happy to. I'm Mouse got big fingers. Mouse can't hold pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And I see that. I'm aware of that with the amount of perception I have. I've I've figured that out because I clue, I'm clued in. Good, good. I've got a nine perception. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So I right. think at this point, all three eyes is going to continue his um, kind of patrol around town he's going to ask that you two go figure it out and put a stop to whatever nonsense is going on in town you point us in the direction you like boss i'm doing it that's good mouse will give a half-hearted salute to the wannabe general (laughs) (laughs) excellent go figure out what's going on and make uncle sam proud oh howdy howdy we sure will Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to uh, head off and do a patrol. Finding again. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, you decide to go investigate uh, these, these rumors that this merchant is spreading. And it's pretty easy okay. to track down. You kind of come towards the middle of town. And it's a road that goes straight through town. There's like kind of one central trading area in this town. Mm-hmm. And you can see a large crowd is kind of formed around this caravan wagon. Uh, you can see people are kind of upset, some of them getting a little rowdy. You can see that there's the caravan guards are kind of trying to keep people back. You can see that the merchant is talking quite loudly. Okay. Uh, and, he's, and he's talking, and you can kind of hear um, little bits over here and here and there. You make out the words uh, Institute and, and Synth. Synths. <laughs> Synths. Mouse can see what's going on, but we're too far away. I think. Super mutants are like ten or twelve feet tall or something like that. So yeah. seven, well, I we, think, is the smallest. <laughs> but we gotta get closer there, Miles. We, we gotta listen. We gotta get in and blend in and see if we can figure out what exactly is going on. Follow my lead. And I, I, I put up a hood. It's all threadbare and foot holes. <laughs> it's obvious I'm still a ghoul. But I, I wander up, and I think the crowd's probably used to me. Trying to pass off as a human here and there. Yeah. Uh, so I try to eke up a little closer, overhear what the caravan leader is saying. I'd like to try to stand behind a building and maybe either peek around or over. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the merchant won't appreciate a super mutant just walking right up to it. So yeah, yeah mostly trying to yeah. hide his, his bulk. And can I can I try something too? Can I ascertain his condition? Does he look kind of fervent? Like, can I can I look for maybe minute kind of details that might give me an idea of what kind of caravaner he is? Yeah, absolutely. So what we'll do is we'll get you to make a roll. Okay. And the way it's going to work is you're going to take um, d20. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what you have to roll. So you're going to be, we're going to be choosing an attribute and a skill. Okay. So your attribute's one of your special uh 
uh, numbers that you have at the top there. Yeah. The skill comes from the skills, so you have ranks in those skills. Mm -hmm. So in this case, what we're going to do is I'm going to get you to roll a survival plus perception. Okay. So I, I add up the two totals. Yeah. So you'll add the two totals, and that'll give you a number. What, a, what, what does that come out to for you? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yes. So um, I'm going to give you a difficulty of one because okay. you, you're, you've been around the bush. Yeah. You, you've traveled with caravans. You've seen lots of caravans come through, so you're pretty familiar with these guys. So okay. you're going to roll 2d20, okay. uh, and you're going to try and get at least one success. Okay. If you want, you, you can spend an action point to get additional d20s. Uh, and the way action points is, is a quick reminder, you guys are starting off with three action points. Right. It is a shared pot. So if you use one, that leaves two for both you and Steve to use. Yeah, okay. So we have our bottle caps sitting here in the center of the table. Yeah, the yes. three of them. Three printed bottle yeah. caps by John, which is, they look amazing. Yeah, Nuka Cola written on them, very. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, we lost. We only got two. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. It's oh gone. God. They're yeah. non-refundable. I was in-game. <laughs> my big clumsy hands. Again. <laughs> okay, so... Um, and just, this is also a quick reminder on top of that. Um, as players, the maximum action points you can have at one time is six. Okay. Uh, as the GM, there is no cap. Okay. So I can keep <laughs> hold, like stacking them up until something really big happens, and I want to blow them all at once. And okay. there's no limit to how many you can spend at one time. Uh, I'm going to hold off on this because this feels like this is just an observation, so yes. I won't blow an action point. Um, but I have 12 grand total for my rank, okay. per se. Um, so I'm looking to roll below 12. Correct. And I need at least one success. Yes. Okay. I got a 13 and a 5. So five, five lab does. So one success. So you didn't get any above. So if you had rolled two, you would gain an action point from that. Every success above the target difficulty, you gain an action point from okay. it. So in this case, just got one success, that's what you're looking for, so yeah. yes. You can tell that this guy is a merchant of kind of finer clothing, as far as fine goes in <laughs> the uh, Fallout universe. Okay. So his wares, while laundered nicely, are still pretty threadbare. Gotcha. They're still heavily used, uh, but they do look Nice. Wearing one of these would make you stand out in the crowd. Hmm. So would it be like a suit? Yeah, so like there's kind of like some pre-war era suits. Nice. Some nice little hats and some laundry dresses if you're looking that way. Um, some regular like just walking around clothes. Okay. And, and do I recognize him? Has he been to Tarberry before? So you don't actually recognize him okay. from Tarberry. Now you have stumbled across him before out in the wilderness when you were doing your odd jobs before you came to Tarberry. Yeah. Uh, you know him to be, from the few interactions you've had with him, you know him to be a little hesitant and maybe a little more cautious uh -huh. of situations. So he's he may be one to kind of play up a danger <laughs> okay. or a perceived danger. Okay. Um, as such, he was not very friendly with you three. He, he saw a super mutant, a ghoul, and a robot and thought, yeah. uh oh. Did he accept one of my pamphlets? He would definitely not even talk to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of once. Well, I'm gonna listen actually. I'm gonna hear what he's all about. Yeah. So a, as you're listening, um, it's it's quite loud with the crowd going around, but you do you are able to pick out his voice. Mm -hmm. I, I say again, I'm just trying to warn you folks. There is the institute has a new leader, and they are expanding their reach. You must be careful. Your your family members, your neighbors, they could be switched out in the night with synths. You you would never know. 
A mother might not even know their own child has been switched out. I'm just trying to warn you. And with that, there's kind of a roar of the crowd of anger and kind of some people becoming distrustful, others being quite upset. This guy's just trying to fear monger mm. going through here. And the, the, the crowd's starting to get a little worked up and you're, it's getting a little concerning. The, the caravan guards are starting to look a little you know, itchy trigger fingered with these people kind of getting so riled up around them. Well, um, I, I don't think I'm, I'm not necessarily a pillar in the community, so I'm not sure if I can contradict this guy, per se, openly. So, so you're not much of a pillar in general, but people in town do respect you. Ah, okay. And they, they, they recognize that, you know, you're the one that solves problems, like you three are the ones yeah. that solves problems, and you're the ones that have defended the town from problems and, okay. and dangers in the past. All right, then. Um, well, I might have the confidence to do it. I'll, I'll wave to you, Mouse, and I'll, I'll see if I can motion you to, to come forward. Mouse will kind of go, will shake his head. I'll do that shrug, like, <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, you all, that's right, it's me, and I'll pull back my hood in a big reveal. It's Grizzly Pete. No one's surprised. Now, calm down. I know, I don't. I don't make appearance without true meaning, without real reason. And look, ladies and gentlemen, I think we need to just weigh this information with caution here. I know this individual. Oh yeah, I've met him long ago in the wilderness, back when I was uncivilized. But as it turns out, I am, I have found what civilization it has, can do for others, and that is logic and reasoning. And ladies and gentlemen, let's not presume this gentleman is telling everything that is actually happening. Let's not swallow his snake oil, ladies and gentlemen. What I want to know is, how did you discover such an insidious plan is happening, sir? think with that he's kind of taken a little back a little look of disgust on his face seeing that ghoul and recognizing you in particular just not oh, great here's this guy again <laughs> do you puke a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> gag a little yeah. bit uh, yeah, I guess like how much do we know of the uh, the scuffle that happened like how far away away from say the um, uh, the Boston yeah well not, uh, the, the airport yeah the yeah. Boston airport where the um, inst- not the institute sorry the Brotherhood of Steel was located because I think that was the major conflict was Brotherhood versus uh, oh right. yeah versus so Institute. you would have heard rumors uh, back then or I guess a year ago too trade was slowed down a bit uh, with you know kind of all the uproar that's going on inside Boston there's a lot of yeah know, turmoil going on inside Boston for a couple of years there so trade had slowed down you were aware like you could see the blimp right. uh, that Brotherhood Steel came in on uh, when it went into Boston mm-hmm. uh, Boston is like on a clear day, in you can kind of see like the hazy outline. How many of clear days do we get? But okay, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that one clear day. No, one clear day. Yeah. <laughs> so you would have you would have known that there was something going on. You would have okay. heard of the institute, mm-hmm. what they do. Um, you would have heard of the Brotherhood of Steel. But from from all your concern is like that's that's something the crazy that happens in Boston. Yeah, that's right. like across the border. Boston's like, you know, like a day and a half travel away from here. So that's like it's not your problem. Okay. Yeah. 
but you are aware of the Institute and vaguely what they do. Okay. So you are aware that there are things called synths okay. that look are like humanoid robots. Yeah. Um, might not might know much more beyond that. We just don't see the blimp anymore. Yeah, it, the blimp is gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, you know, for some short period of time, there was uh, a lot of noise I could hear even from this distance right. Right. going on. Um, but it was very brief. That okay. was a year ago. Things have quieted down. Trades resumed. Okay. So as far as you're concerned, things are back, kind of back to normal. Gotcha. Okay. But, um, yeah, this merchant looks a little taken aback, a little disgusted by seeing a, uh, a feral, a ghoul mm. in this case, and a little indignant that a, a ghoul would speak up against him. <laughs> now, I, I say, this is, you're going to take the word of a ghoul over me, these zombies? <gasps> Talking of civilization, these folks don't even know the meaning of the word, they just pretend at it. I come from true civilization. I come from... Oh, fuck, what's the name of the town? <laughs> well, Diamond City. Diamond City. I come from Diamond City itself. The jewel. The green jewel of Boston. I work with people day and night who are afflicted and replaced by these synths. I have seen it with my own eyes. My own business partner. Tragically was replaced by a synth and I had to kill him myself, leaving me as the sole owner of this business and I must carry it on in his place. Now, that's quite a wild accusation. And may I just say, your liberal use of the Z word is not appreciated over here. And I'd just like you to know that you need to educate yourself and I throw a pamphlet at his feet. Bam! Know that! We aren't all mindless creatures like you presume we are. In fact, we are respectable members of society. Aren't we, Miles? And Mouse will have walked over, like, yeah. preempted your, your call. He's, I'm already walking through the crowd. Yeah. Um, Mouse can't regulate his voice at all, but that's fine. He's just gonna, <laughs> he wants to be heard anyway. Human needs to educate himself. How could you tell if your partner was synth? Wise suggestion. Wise question. What from? made you determine partner from synth? Well, it was quite easily. As I, I've worked with him day and night for years, I could tell when something was up. And after I tragically killed him, I exhumed the body and discovered mechanical parts in his leg. <gasps> Indeed. So I think at this point we're going to have, since you guys are trying to push the crowd in one direction, yeah. he's trying to push the crowd in the other direction, we're going to have a um, opposing roles in this case. Mm. So this is okay. one of the parts of the game. So what's going to happen is I'm going to roll. Okay. Uh, I will. He's going to be using his speech uh, along with his charisma to roll. Okay. Uh, whatever successes he gets will determine the difficulty that you guys must beat. Okay. So I'm playing this as Mouse at least knows that the fourth gen synths are indistinguishable from yes. humans. So that's that's kind of where I'm, Mouse is coming from. Yeah, so Mouse is being more educated and yeah. more mechanically inclined. And, and at least, you know, have been aware of, you know, the... I forget what the event co was called where that one synth malfunctioned in um, Diamond City and then now... Went crazy. Went crazy, yeah. But then, And then now it, the word is spread out that... Uh, the synths institute. are dangerous. Yeah, well, that, not that they're dangerous, it's that the, this gen, the newest generation of synths are indistinguishable from yes. some humans. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to roll. Okay. 
I believe his score is going to be a 13 or lower. And I'm going to spend one action point to give myself an additional d20. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here we go. So I'm looking for a 13 or lower. Our GM has no one, faith in one. No, no, not, not nice to us at all. <laughs> <laughs> so one. So your your difficult your score or difficult that you need to beat is one. You need at least one success. Okay. Um, since you guys are kind of working together, yep. I'm uh, also going to do a joint roll. So the okay. way that this works is you will choose one person to be like the leader of the roll. They will roll. Sure. As long as they get one success, the other person may also roll, and whatever success they get is added to. Nice. The original players. Oh, I like that. I mean, I don't mind rolling, but you saw the way I, I, I rolled. So I roll high, so maybe you should roll. So you can roll low. I mean, I don't mind. That. Oh, yes. This will be based off of your speech and charisma. All right. I um, I don't have anything in speech. I could use an action point, but I think we're safe Yeah. in contesting this. My, and my charisma, you said, sorry? Yes, your charisma. It's seven. So, I'm not so you need a seven or lower. Good, yeah. I, I've only got a four in charisma and, yeah, no speech, so. Yeah, neither. Although I do have... Um, a, uh, what do you call it now? Sorry, a skill? No. Oh, yes, a perk. A perk. And that is um, terrifying presence. <laughs> uh, which means um, in any speech test, uh, I am a very threatening person, and so I can re-roll 1d20. Oh, perfect. There you go. So yeah. you're just going to roll the basic two? Mm -hmm. Are you going to spend any action points? No, I'll roll a basic two because I can re-roll one of them. Okay, that nice. sounds fair. Okay. So you got a 5 and a 16. I might re-roll one then. Yeah, go ahead. Just to see if I can overachieve. An 8 and a 5. So you have at okay. least one success, which means Mouse can also roll. All okay. right, Mouse. And I got two. Oh, you just get to roll one dice one in this dice. case. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, uh, so Christmas is 4. So I just got a 4 to my... Uh, okay. You can do it. A 14. So not quite. <laughs> so, so close. You did succeed. <laughs> see, I roll high. <laughs> yeah. So you do have two successes. You only needed to get one, which means that you generate an action point. Ah! So you guys have an additional action point, which brings you up to four. And yes, as, as you're talking, you can tell that the, the crowd is yeah. becoming a bit more on your side. They're like, yeah, know what? This guy's kind of spouting some shit. And, yeah. uh, you can tell that the merchant, too, is really realizing that he's losing the crowd here. Yeah. He's but kind yeah. of on the back foot now. May I ask, sir, what is your intention here? What do you want from these fine folk of Tarberry? I was simply passing by, trying to do the neighborly thing and inform you of the threat at your doorstep. But I can see that none of you here want to take my threat seriously. We require evidence. We are people of science. Evidence? Just keep an eye on your neighbors. What, what do you mean by that? The Institute is expanding their reach. Before you know it, they'll be since crawling through this town and across the Commonwealth. Mouse agrees. Maybe <laughs> that institute stronger than what we know because blimp, we don't see it anymore. That's right. But you, sir, no proof well, with fourth gen synth just because metal in leg, no difference does that make. Uh, it makes all the difference. I was justified in killing my poor, poor partner. But I can see you folks have no interest in the truth. I will be packing up and leaving right away. Me? That's a very wise decision. And uh, let me tell you, think twice before bringing your wares across this border. 
I will not be coming back to this mud hole. Hmm. He quickly starts to pack up his stuff, and you can see his guards are kind of backing up, and they're getting ready to pull out of town. The, the townspeople around you are feeling a bit more pacified. They're Good. not quite as worked up, not as worried. They're just realizing, you know what, you know, this guy was full of it. You know, like, if Grizzly Pete and Mouse think this guy's full of it, he must be. Well, you, you put your faith in us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, should there be a threat, obviously, my learned friend and I will find the resolution to such an event. But let us be vigilant. I'm not saying everything out of that man's mouth is complete lies. I think renewed vigilance since the blimp no longer appears to darken our sky. Mouse agrees. But Mouse also think, don't shoot neighbor just because neighbor has off day. <laughs> From the New Testament. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> Villagers kind of nod their heads along. They're not looking quite as suspicious at the people beside them around them. They're kind of starting to lighten up a bit. And they're taking what you, were for, taking what you said for heart. And the crowd kind of starts to disperse. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before you go, I have a, a piece of literature I would very much like to get. Please, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir, if you, sir, ma'am, sir. And they're quickly, child. people around you specific, they're quickly oh, starting to vacate the just gets kicked out of the air. <laughs> farewell, farewell, farewell. Most will put his, uh, his hand and pat the shoulder of <laughs> Pete and just... Uh, so Pete, for, okay. For the rest of the day, um, things the, the town quiets down. The rest of the day is quite laid back. Um, toward, towards the end of the day, though, uh, as you're kind of walking around, you haven't quite caught up with all three eyes again. He's out doing his okay. kind of long recon, as he likes to call it, where he just kind of he goes would. out and powers down for a while and soaks in the sun. Go for a robot nap. He just goes for a little robot nap. <laughs> So, yeah, old Three Eyes hasn't come back from his long recon uh, for this uh, afternoon siesta. Okay. Um, but as you're walking around, uh, one, one of the locals comes running up to you and looks quite distraught. Oh, oh where's, where's Three Eyes? We, we, ha- we have some trouble. There's, there's a person at the front gates to the, on, the, on the west side of town, and she's quite upset. She needs help. Well, I do believe... Uh... Three Eyes hasn't returned from his reconnaissance. Mouse cannot see three eyes. As my learned friend says. So uh, please allow us to go and meet with this individual at the gate. I I guess that'll work okay. Just hurry. She seems quite upset. Of course, of course. So she brings you, uh, this local brings you run into the front of town. Uh, Again, there's another crowd of people. Uh, that are kind of gathered around, and you can see that there's a... They're, they're kind of gathered around this woman who's half collapsed to the ground. Um, she looks like she's quite exhausted, and you can see from as you approach that she has you know, a significant wound in her shoulder. Uh, and, and she's kind of begging people for help as they come, and as she sees the, th- the two of you come closer... Uh, there's recognition in her eyes. You also have uh, recognized this person. Mouse is going to hide uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> so you recognize this person as Abigail, another uh, trader uh, in the local caravans that come through you know, a few times a year. So you, you don't know her very well, but enough that you can recognize each other. Uh, and as soon as you approach, she kind of gets a bit of hope in her, in her eyes. Says, please, please, my caravan has been attacked. We, we need help. If we leave now, we can still maybe save them. Do we know her a person of kind of quality? And... Yeah, you know, she, she's she's a merchant. She's always yeah. trying to make some money. But sure. uh, she's never sold, 
you or anyone else faulty goods. Okay. <laughs> so maybe a little overpriced at times. She's but an angel. Faulty. She's an angel. She's an angel of the wastes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she kind of stumbles back up to her feet and is like... I, I, I give her a hand. Perfect, yes. Yeah. Like, she starts trying to pull towards the, the west of town. It's like, please, we have to go now. All right. What do you, what do you think, Miles? Mouse says, let's go. All right. All right, townsfolk, if, if, if all three hours is coming, you tell them, you let them know that we are headed west? West. Yes. West. <laughs> she is pulling you towards the west. Kind of, okay. kind of like um, back towards uh, Boston. Okay. So that, a, a normal kind of caravan route that comes from Boston to, to here. It's just pulling around that main route. Okay. Most will, kind of, will try to mumble, and I put that in quotation marks, but it, and people in town can hear it. Most don't like going into town. <laughs> <laughs> I know, my friend. I'm... It's okay. It's just it's just a couple of miles out, outside of our town here. It'll, it'll be okay. We just got to go now. Now. Okay. If, we, if we're traveling now, allow us to, to, ma- to help with your wounds. And uh, I take off a, a ratty, stained, awful piece of clothing and like allow me to band your wound uh there's there's no time for that we we have to go now <laughs> all right it's okay hold on to it. hang on to that <laughs> excellent so you, you guys go you go running off booking into out into the wastelands mm-hmm. um it's, it's kind of hilly terrain so it's not like you can see for miles um it, it's normal waste so it's like kind of very dead kind of uh just branches no leaves trees uh, on the sides of the road. The road is patchy, so it picks up in some places, you lose it in other places. Uh, but you come to a hill, and as you come to the hill, uh, it's unusually quiet. Even the sparse animal life that is normally around here, uh, maybe the odd mole rat or something like that, uh, right. it's, there's nothing. As you come to the hill, she's, she's like, that's not good, there, there's no gunfire, I don't hear anything. They're just over this hill. Uh, oh, wait. Is Abigail ahead of us? Or? Yeah, she's kind of like leading you. She's going to be like a step or two ahead most, of you. Most will tap um, Pete on the shoulder and just... He knows he can't regulate his voice sometimes, so he just points at his eyes and points around to, um, without saying anything because, yeah. <laughs> i give you a, a thumbs up. Uh, and I'll, I'll see if I can snag uh, the back of Abigail's uh, coat or yep, dress she's whatever she's wearing mm-hmm. and, just, and just, just put a finger to my lips. We should, we should go with caution. If there's danger, allow us to reconnoiter. Okay. I, I'm not 100% sure what that means, but okay. <laughs> allow us to look right. Oh, oh, yes, okay. <laughs> Just hurry, quick. They might be hurt. They might need some help. We will. You, you have our word as the other three. <laughs> and I take three fingers and I put it to my forehead and look at Mouse. Mouse puts his whole hand in <laughs> his forehead. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll drop to my elbows and, and knees and kind of uh, shimmy my way up and I kind of look to uh, to, to Mouse to follow suit. <laughs> Mouse looks kind of crunched uh, hunched down on his haunches and just <laughs> maybe stay with Abigail and just kind of peek up a little bit not actually move forward but oh, yeah. okay so Grizzly Pete's kind of army crawling up this hill I'll get you to roll a um, sneak so it's a, your sneak skill plus your agility and I'll give you uh, a difficulty two, actually, on this two. one. Okay. I am going to blow an action point. Is that okay? Good. Yep. Excellent. Okay. So I will give you... Le point d'action. One cap. Okay. So did you get three? Or so, yeah, you get three. So the way that uh, buying the action dice works um, is the first one you buy costs one action point. Yeah. The second one you buy will cost two. Ah. And then the third one will cost three. So okay. if you want all three, that would be six action points. Ah, okay. Um, I'm just going to do the one, although my agility is six and I have no sneak. So 
Likely I will not succeed here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's worth a roll. At two, yes. It's a yeah, difficulty two. All right. Nat 20, nat one, and a 17. Okay, so <laughs> this is a excellent like demonstration of rolls. Critical so, fail, critical success. Um, there, there is a critical fail and a critical success. Oh so a okay. critical success counts yeah. as two successes. Ah. So you've done it. Woohoo! A critical fail means that there is a unpleasant side effect or okay. a catch of some sort. Oh, okay. and to folks at home, the 20 is the critical fail. Yes. The yeah. 1 is the critical success. Thank you. That's yeah, right, exactly. yes. So you roll the 1, which is a critical success, a 17, which is a fail, and a 20, which is a critical fail. Right. So in this case, um, you're succeeded, but as your um, army crawling up, mm-hmm. you you get a snag on your helmet, okay. the, the chin strap of your helmet, oh, yeah. and it's come loose. <laughs> oh. uh, and it's actually been a little damaged. Okay. Uh, as you as you snuck up, so right now your helmet has a damage reduction of two physical and one energy, I believe. Yes, that's right. So that's temporarily until you get it fixed. It's going to go down to one physical damage and one energy. Okay. So it's just it's a little loose. It's not quite as secure in combat. It might not be as properly sitting on it's, your head. I mean, just, I always like to sneak. I always like to sneak bullets under the helmet, just under the under the, uh, <laughs> under the, ear, <laughs> the perfect okay. shot. That's it. Um, but yes. So okay, you make your way to the top of this hill. Uh, down below you, you can see what must have been Abigail's caravan. Okay. There are, you know, a few dead Brahmin. Uh, there's a, t- a tipped over cart. Yeah. And you can also see um, there's there's a person down there that you can see is kind of like rummaging through some stuff. Okay. Uh, there's a dog kind of no- uh, close by to him. You, they haven't seen you yet. Okay. Uh, but you don't see any other bodies beyond that. There's just this one man, and you know for sure that Abigail will travel with at least four to five other people. Okay. The, what he's wearing, is that something I would recognize clothing-wise yes. with the other people? Yes, or, so yeah. I, at this distance, I'll get you to do another roll. Sure. Uh, in this case, it's going to be a difficulty zero. Okay. So you can roll if you want. So if you get a success, you generate an action point. Oh, yeah. But you can also possibly get a critical fail, which would generate another complication. Uh, if you fail, if you don't get a success or a fail, doesn't matter. There's no risk to you. The wind blows away your helmet. That's it. It just explodes. <laughs> and this one's going to be just a straight up perception roll. Okay. I'm going to roll. Nice. Okay. My, my 2d10 20. Um, to get that action point back. So under nine is what okay. I need. Oh. Wow. A one and a seven. So that's a three. You Ooh. Three successes. So you generated... Three action points. Yes, nice. that, that's, that's our max, I think. Yeah, ah, so you nice. now have six action points, which is the maximum amount that the players can hold at one time. Okay. Uh, the DM themselves can hold an unlimited amount. Oh, ooh. But I don't get to. Yeah, I. I Lucky you. Yeah, well, I have unlimited <laughs> pens. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So you, you can see from here, from your vantage point, that this is a common scavenger. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of poking around through there. He doesn't have like you know the best armor. It's a little ratty. Um, you're very certain that this one person and his dog could not have taken out an entire mm-hmm. caravan. This is an after effect. Hmm. I'm gonna uh, shimmy back and uh, relay this information to Mouse and Abigail. Okay. Abigail's very concerned that there is no bodies. Where could they have gone? They were, we were being attacked. Right. Who would? Take the bodies. Mouse, we need to just uh, drive this person off, I believe. Uh, I believe this is your wheelhouse. <laughs> Mouse nods um, without saying anything. Is there, are there like other 
hills around, like in this. It's kind of hilly. Yeah, this is kind of you. You could get around to the side or, or yeah. around. You could get by this guy if you wanted. Because I think most will then point to you and and kind of point to a, our left or to our right and. Okay. Most of them point at himself and then point and nod about he's going to scare off that. Um, I don't know how most. Yeah, scavenger. Because I don't know how most would want to communicate it, but most is worried about his voice. An ambush. And yeah. his voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I give you a thumbs up and I'm going to I'm gonna shimmy off to the right. Okay. Okay. And I'll say with the last uh, sneak skill, you're, you're good. Okay. You can get over there without uh, any problem. You went to the right, you said? Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Um, as Mouse, as you come over the hill, yeah. you see the same thing. There's a scavenger there. There's a, a dog with him. Um, the dog immediately notices you and starts to growl. And the scavenger whips around, has his hand on his weapon on his side. Um, but uh, Grizzly, mm-hmm. as you come up the side, on the right-hand side, you can tell that as Mouse is coming down this hill, there's another dead Brahmin kind of off to the side. And you can see that another scavenger was behind that has also noticed uh, Mouse. But Mouse cannot see him from this angle. Ah, and this okay. guy has got his gun ready and is getting ready to take is getting ready to aim his shot at this guy. Okay. And uh, so yeah, as the scavenger sees you, he sees a super mutant. Yeah. Are you gonna say anything? Because he's he's reaching for his weapon right now. Mouse will. Um, he's got his flamer in one hand, but he's got his hand off the trigger. I think. So, okay. So he's got. He's got. Uh, I think the flamers have a. Yeah, it's a, got like front a, a front handle. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a handle at the back with like the trigger. Yeah. So ah. so he's got a balanced. Um, yeah, just by holding the front handle in one hand, okay. and the uh, and Mouse puts up his other hand and, and says, "What are you doing here?" Uh, the scavenger's quite surprised that the supermutant would talk and not instantly shoot at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he is very cautious. He still has his hand on the pistol of his uh, on the grip of his weapon. Um, he's like, that, that, "That's far enough, there, mutant. This is this here. This is my score. Yeah, ain't no one left around for the scraps." It's all mine. I took it fair and square. You can just go back the way you came. Just shoo. Shoo, mutant. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see what happened here? Yeah, I might have seen what happened here. We know, caravan owner. We have (laughs) vested interest (laughs) in knowing what happened. I'll get you to roll a um, speech plus charisma. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> right. Pull some um, points if you want. It's gonna be it's gonna be a difficulty too. Yeah. Um, he's not friendly with super mutants generally. You don't say. <laughs> After this, uh, I, I want to sneak up on the fella. Hiding okay, so you'll be sneaking up. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm not, I'm gonna draw my pistol as I'm sneaking. So okay. I've just got my anyway. four in my charisma. So if I blow one, I can roll three. Yes. Okay. Correct. Yeah. You can blow as much as you want. No, I'll I'm gonna get us way more. <laughs> Ooh. Eleven. I will. I will blow one for uh, okay. additional dice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you got. Oh shit! Man, you guys are killing it with these rolls. So you got a four, a three, and a twelve. And what were you aiming? Uh, four is my charisma. I've got no other. What happens when you match it? Um, that's a good question. I'm. I'm fairly certain you're good. That's uh, what you're. You're aiming to hit that or lower. I see. Okay. I see. So, uh, in this case, yeah, you've managed to succeed. So this, this guy does not draw his weapon immediately. He's like, well, yes, I, I, I saw what's going on. And while this is going on, um, Grizzly, you've, you've snuck up on this guy. Yeah. Um, are you, like, kind of putting like, the gun to him? Or, or? I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put the gun to his back and just, just to disarm him. Okay. So you, yeah. you can quietly, I think, um, yeah, he'll, once you put the gun to like, the back of his head, he just, like, freezes instantly. Yeah. And you're like... 
Just relax. Just relax. I mean, you no harm. <laughs> We're just figuring out what's going on here. Okay, so he okay. takes his he takes his hand off his weapon Very and kind good. of puts his hand up. Very good. We're all calm here. Uh-uh. Gotta say the magic word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this hacker shit. <laughs> so, um, meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, the, the the other scavenger is a little intrigued, maybe, that the super mutant's communicating well. Sure. Um, uh, he's a little charmed, by the way, that the super mutant's talking. Um, like, yeah, I was, I mean, I saw the end of the fight just from up over the hill over there on kind of points off to the right in general direction. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it before. There was the, this this guy just came out of nowhere, oh, right from behind the caravans and started shooting at them, firing his laser gun. And, like, he he wasn't trying to kill anyone. He just disarmed them, like, half of them from a distance, shooting guns right out of their hand. And, like, in the span of, like, three seconds, crossed twice the distance that a man could travel at that speed. And the rest of the time, he got up close to them and just beat the living Jesus out of them. <laughs> and then, yeah, he just tied up the people and, like, he didn't kill anyone, just injured or maimed them and tied them up uh, together and took them back off towards Boston. I, you know, I figured, since there wasn't anyone around, they, it didn't look like they were coming back here. I would just, you know, help myself to... Be ashamed to let all this go to waste. Mouse understand. Oh, what's the term? Impulse? No, not impulse. Like uh, where? Impetus. Where you in in um? Uh, it's if you find a boat out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, salvage rights? Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. Mouse understand salvage Maritime. right maritime maritime law. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of the wastes. <laughs> Did you see Survivor go east opposite? I didn't see anything, but I only caught the end of it. There, it's possible there could have been people that got away that I didn't see. Most will look back at Abigail. We go after Survivor? Yes, please. We, we should go right away. And the scavenger just kind of looks at eyes you up a little bit. So he's like, so you're just going to leave this here for me, right? Like, I, this is mine now. We're all in agreement of that. Now I'm going to, uh, calm down, calm down. I do have a pistol pointing at your partner here, but we mean you no harm. We need no harm. Again, we understand maritime law. <laughs> my friend, my learned friend is quite, uh, quite advanced in his uh, understanding. We, there is another survivor. That is how we were alerted to this, and, and really, that decision is up to her if uh, she's willing to part with these goods. Uh, Abigail, you can reveal yourself. We have the situation well in hand. <laughs> so Abigail uh, comes out from behind the hill. Um, she's, again, looking quite distraught, really wants to get moving. Yep. She said, well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go get my friends. Once we get them, We'll come back this way. Whatever you don't take, it'll be ours again. How, how does that sit with you both? Uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, there's only so much we can carry ourselves. Uh, but would it be all right if we made a couple trips before mm-hmm. you guys came back? I mean, there's a town just down the road, uh, Tarberry there. Well, we are the protectors of Tarberry. Perhaps you've heard of us. We are the other three. <laughs> 
Plus the three fingers to the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it, it's an audio medium, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just assume whenever there's that silent that, that pause. Silent that's pause. that's yeah. Yeah, Grizzly Adams. I right? want that, yeah. yeah. Grizzly giving this three-fingered salute. Um, um, we we are, and, and we are um, mutated individuals, which we prefer that moniker, by the way. I noticed, um, yep. Yeah, not, not the Z word, not uh, uh, the M word. Not any other a word. Uh, we are the... Uh, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but but uh, we are men of our words. And so um, if Abigail agrees to two trips, then that's the way it shall be. But we trust that you are men of your word because we will not rest. If you uh, take advantage of this situation, we will bring you to justice. And let me tell you, my friend, we're very... <laughs> Mouse puts his hand on Abigail's shoulder and lifts up his uh, his flamer and he's out in the other hand. Yeah. Okay. I think it, yeah the the two scavengers have kind of gotten the point of this. At this, they're they're just happy that they can just keep what they got and yeah. like you know what that's that's absolutely fair. We'll take what we got now, make one quick trip, come back, take some more, and then we'll be gone. I believe that's acceptable. Mm. All right. Then just before we go, have you heard the good word? <laughs> Like the children of Adam or something like that? Uh, and nothing so um, blunt. Pete! What? Uh, but leave, leave pamphlet. We oh, must go. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Here's a pamphlet in the head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can't read. Oh. Uh, Are there pictures? Um, there you, is. You can, you can audibly hear the smack of a <laughs> super mutant yeah. hand to forehead. That's it. <laughs> a mouse drew the pictures, and so they're a little heavy-handed, but you get the point. Here's a pamphlet. Okay. I'll read to you later. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, I guess you guys... Take off to the west. We did. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. I think we're going to end it there for this one. Okay. Cool. And we'll wrap it up on the next session. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can say I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I like this world. It's fun to play in. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. You guys are a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maritime. Le- a lot less. <laughs> yeah, maritime. <laughs> a lot less confrontational than I thought you would be. So that's good. Oh. <laughs> you managed to avoid two fights that I had planned. Oh, no. <laughs> you put me in the body of a murder hobo. I am not going to be a murder hobo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's good. That's good. So next time we will get into some combat. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, I, I have specifically written it so you can't get around it. Okay. Okay. I mean, there might be some way. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever you're a DM, there's like no concrete plans. But, <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's it so far. So we went, we kind of went through some of the basic rules, um, cool. kind of how roles work, kind of how setting the limits work, mm-hmm. what, what you're trying to achieve, like how many, uh, the difficulty, um, what it's like to have multiple difficulty, like two or zero. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, yeah, next time we'll uh, wrap up this story with some combat. All right. <laughs> we will see y'all next time. Sounds good. Excellent. See ya. been Take Your DM Shot with Steve Scherfan, John Christ, and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to John Lovell for the use of the intro and outro music and to Authentic Dungeons for all your RPG and gaming needs. Thanks again and tune in for more episodes.